and welcome to the SWB Fantasy Football Podcast. This is the playoff preview edition. I'm your host, The Real Get At Me, and my co-host, Joey Fantasy, and your commissioner is nowhere to be found still. Um, I want to do a quick preview. I want to run through the games here quick. Uh, the league note this week was great, so thanks for whoever that was. It was quite the read, listen, watch on YouTube. It was great. So not too much of an introductory this week. I'm just going to dive right into it. Uh, your one seed is uh, the real get at me, myself, facing off against the eight seed, the six and seven team ace. Uh, when these guys met back in week four, Chase got the best of the real get at me, giving him one of his three losses this year. Uh, that was a week where Devonta Adams was ruled ineligible, late Sunday night and was unable to be taken out of my IR spot or take out of my flex spot and put in my IR spot. So I got stuck with him. And at that time, Zeke Elliott had a quarterback, which he does not have anymore. So I'm, uh, I'm banking on Zeke not putting up 20 points this week, but let's get to it. The win probability is right now, according to the ESPN rankings is 62% for the real get at me. Uh, his team is boasted by the number one quarterback, Pat Mahomes, uh, the number four running back, James Robinson, the number two and number three wide receivers, Devontae Adams and DK Metcalf, number two tight end, Darren Waller. Uh, Miles Sanders right now is slated to start, but that could change. Uh, he's also got a top three kicker in Daniel Carson, Carlson of Las Vegas Raiders. Uh, Chase's lineup as of now is Deshaun Watson facing a stout Chicago defense. Ezekiel Elliott with a great matchup against Cincinnati Bagels. An injured Todd Gurley who, without a touchdown, usually only scores six points. Mari Cooper with uh, an Andy Dalton quarterback throwing him the ball. Juju Smith-Schuster who just looks uninvolved in the Pittsburgh's pass defense. When they throw the ball 50 times, he still only gets about four catches. A 65-year-old Rob Gronkowski playing about fourth fiddle now for Tampa Bay. And Jarvis Landry, who has had two of his biggest games of the year so far in back-to-back weeks. I'm not expecting much out of Chase this week. I mean, I know this is a different kind of preview because it's my game. Uh, projections have it 104 to 136 in the favor of the real get at me. Uh, you know, I'm going to, I'm going to go on a limb here and say that the projections are right. Uh, I probably do beat chase by about 20 points, 30 points. And this is just light work here in the first round. On to our next game. We have a little tighter of a matchup right now with, uh, the fantasy football team run by, the 2019 champion, Nick November. He's going up against uh, Team Scott here, who uh, is one of the one of the three owners who have made the playoffs and not won a ring yet this year. Uh, you know, Bob's got a huge advantage here with Derrick Henry to start off. He's also got a very nice team with Adam Thielen and possibly, if he changes his lineup, Mike Evans but we never know if Bob's even looking at his team sometimes. Uh, Frank Gore is questionable after leaving with a concussion last game, but I could, again, see if Bob makes his uh, roster changes. 
He could put it in DeAndre Swift, who up until his concussion two weeks ago uh, had posted back-to-back 18-point games. Other changes that he could make is maybe stream a quarterback, but Matt Stafford's not a slouch, so we know he can throw the ball at the best of them. Uh, sitting in his flex, he's got Chase Claypool, who kind of can go boom or bust also in that Pittsburgh defense, depending on where the touchdowns go. Over on Nick's side, Nick's got Aaron Rodgers, who has been on fire this year, looking at an MVP candidate season. He's uh, he's the QB2, averaging 29 points a game, uh, and he has a very soft matchup against Detroit. Uh, James Conner slated to play this week, and, you know, again, that Pittsburgh team that we just watched threw the ball what felt like 50 times the other night and only ran the ball 10 times with uh, – their backs, uh, Benny Snell and Jalen Samuels, I guess, played a little bit, and Anthony McFarland, their rookie. Mike Davis is slated now to start for a still injured Christian McCaffrey, where if Nick makes it in the next round, could become very useful and very dangerous. Uh, we have Michael Thomas, who has not been the Michael Thomas of old. He is not the 2019 number one wide receiver that he was last year. He is borderline middle of the pack. When he does play, you're looking at, you know, an upside of 10 points, and that's mostly on his catch volume. Uh, Terry McLaurin facing a stout San Francisco defense. Uh, Washington's been kind of on a surge here the last couple games, and, you know, Terry didn't do much against Pittsburgh, only two catches for 14 yards. But prior to that, you know, he had registered at least seven catches in all but one game for over 75 yards in each of them. So Terry's a, Terry's a good bet to be a solid floor play. Hunter Henry, uh, you know, he's a good tight end. We know that. Uh, the Chargers did not score a single point last week. So, you know, I don't project that happening again this week against Atlanta. So he should expect a better outing from Hunter. Justin Jefferson, a phenomenal rookie, sitting right now as the wide receiver four. Uh, he's got big play capabilities. He is a one catch wonder, or he not that he only need, he not that he only catches one ball. He only needs one catch, and he could have a uh, a great day here. Uh, but the last couple of weeks, 17, 16, 22, and twenty three points. Uh, hopefully. Jefferson's not about to cool off here in the first round for Nick. Uh, ESPN win probability right now has a 52% Nick. Um, if I'm looking at this and if everybody, if if Bobby were to make a couple of changes, I'd probably lower it to exactly 50-50 split, depending on the health of some of the other players. Uh, but I'm going to go and I'm going to have to take the defending champion to get through to the next round. Our next matchup, the team Rob picked and Make America Great, part two. Uh, Paul sitting at eight and five, Rob at seven and six. We've got a pretty fair matchup again here with the, I believe, the three and four seed. Or are they the five and six seed? I don't know right now. I'm not going to worry about it. They're the six and three seed. Uh, you know, this is not the team that 
Rob had played with. It is a team he picked. That is for sure. But it's not the team he, Rob had gone through the, the year with. Uh, he now has Nick Chubb and Austin Eckler almost back at full strength. Tyreek Hill is still the number one wide receiver on the year, averaging 20 points a game. Tyler Boyd, even though he was ejected last week, had one catch for 72 yards and put up a very respectable 13 points. Uh, TJ Hawkinson is not that it really matters the number three tight end. Uh, but when you're playing that position, having a floor there can give you a great advantage over somebody who might be playing a boomer bust wide or tight, uh, tight end. Speaking of boom and bust, Nahi Himes for Robbie filling in right now is his flex position. Uh, Naheem can either do all of his work receiving or none of it. Uh, he very rarely gets double digit carries, but can rack up a lot of yardage after the catch, which Rob will need to keep pace. Uh, his quarterback Tua Tagovailoa, you know, I don't know, you know, he's going to play Kansas city. He's going to need to show that arm a little more. He's not going to be able to sit back and, hope that his defense and his running game can bail him out on the other side here, Paul, you know, he's got his name stake in Alvin Kamara again. Uh, Alvin has looked more like the chipmunks these last couple of weeks. Uh, you know, since Taysom Hill took over 10 points, five points, 16 points, and that was on the back of a touchdown or would have been another 10 point game. Uh, he's getting the carries not very productive in his yardage, three and a half yards, 4.9 yards uh, per carry. And his receptions have all but disappeared uh, with only three catches for seven yards in the last two games, which is not what Alvin Kamara is paid to do. Uh, he's got a Melvin Gordon, solid running back facing a very soft rush defense from the Carolina Panthers. Uh, so when Melvin's not splitting time with Philip Lindsay, he is, you know, still one of the premier backs in this league. Uh, Devante Parker, again, you know, it's gonna, it's gonna correlate directly with Robbie's quarterback. So, you know, hope, hoping that Kansas has some points there. Uh, we have the boy wonder Cole Beasley. I've been telling you guys about Cole Beasley for two years now. And if you're not listening, you're just, you're not getting it. Uh, Cole Beasley last year, last night, last week, nine catches, 130 yards, and a touchdown. He was targeted 11 times. John Brown is not playing. He's on the IR still. And when John Brown doesn't play, uh, that is that was actually Cole Beasley's fourth 100-yard receiving game uh, and his fifth touchdown in the season here. Uh, Cole Beasley, when he's utilized, when he's targeted, can be very dangerous uh, and that Pittsburgh defense, if it's got one hole in it, it's covering shifty slot wide receivers like Cole. Uh, Robert Tunyon, you know, I like this guy. He is the tight end four. So we have a three versus four situation here in the tight end position. He too brings a very solid floor, uh, but he comes at the cost of needing that touchdown. Uh, he scored touchdowns in all three of his last games, putting up uh, 12, 15, and 12 on the backs of five catches in all but one of those games and 
around 40 to 60 yards a game. Uh, so he's got a floor there that could keep pace with TJ Hawkinson. So the tight end advantage does not seem to be there for either team. Uh, and over at the flex, we got Chris Godwin, who is said to have practiced in fall using all of his fingers to catch the ball. So it's a good sign here for, for Paul. Plus, you know, Tampa Bay was one of those teams that had a week 13 by, so they've, they've trudged through this season without a break and it might be in the best scenario for some playoff owners that they got that week 13 by there and they might have a little more steam going into these last three games. Uh, we've got a bears defense versus Houston. I like the matchup for the bears, uh, except containing Deshaun Watson is a hard task for even some of the toughest defenses. Uh, and then here we have Tom Brady filling in for whoever. Oh, Dak Prescott was Paul's quarterback. So Tom Brady's been having a season. He's been trying to keep Paul afloat, got him to an eight and five record. Uh, you know, Tom has not looked good against good defenses. Uh, two points against New Orleans, only 16 against the Rams, only 16 against Chicago. So 10 against Carolina, which is not a great defense, but so going up against Minnesota, we'll see which Tom Brady we see here. Uh, the ESPN probability rankings have this, a 52% probability that the team Rob picked is the team that wins. And I'm going to agree with them on the back of solid running backs, Nick Chubb and Austin Eckler, and one of the most explosive wide receivers in the game. I think the team Rob picked is the team that I'm going to pick. And our final game here, the Joe Train, Ross Lesigno versus your commissioner, Joey Fantasy. Uh, we've got what is on paper right now, the tightest matchup, the probability predictor has this at a true 50-50 split. Uh, going down Ross's team. He's got Josh Allen uh, against Pittsburgh. You've got Aaron Jones against Detroit. Uh, Aaron Jones, who can be very productive when given the touches, but lately, even though he's 15 carries, 17 carries, 10 carries, uh, he's seen the end zone only two times since he missed uh, a couple weeks, since he missed uh, week seven and eight. He's only seen the end zone twice. And the last two games, he's only been targeted four times in the past game after being targeted 14 times in the three games before that. So, you know, Aaron Rodgers is either not looking his way or they are trying to limit some of the big hits that he'll take when he, when he drops out in the flat for uh, passing downs. Either way, the guy doesn't need much 15 carries for 130 yards and a touchdown last week, 22 points. And he is the running back five. So Aaron Jones is always a threat. Ronald Jones is always a tale of two cities. Um, four points, three points, 24 points, two points, 16 points. You know, those are his last five games. Uh, three carries, 20 carries, 10 carries, nine carries, seven carries. The guy, you know, uh, the coach over there in Tampa Bay, uh, Bruce Arians, you know, he doesn't know if he wants to make Ronald Jones a workhorse or if he just likes 
messing with people. Uh, it's looking like he just likes to screw with anybody who thinks that they might know better than him. Uh, in the wide receiver category for Ross, he's got Calvin Ridley and Stefan Diggs, two huge playmakers. Um, Calvin Ridley, wide receiver 10 on this season. Uh, he's missed one game. Uh, he's coming off of a great game last last week, five catches, 108 yards. Uh, he was targeted 10 times, only caught half of those. So he, there could have been a lot more points last there. Uh, but like I said, when he's targeted nine times, nine times, 10 times, you know, targets turn into opportunities and opportunities for touchdowns are always a good thing. Uh, so he's got a good floor with him. And Stefan Diggs, again, one of the top pass catchers in the league and on his team, the wide receiver seven, uh, always poses a threat. Hasn't seen the end zone since week 10. So this might be a week for him against you know, a Pittsburgh defense that just doesn't look the same. Uh, tight end, Evan Ingram, you know, he's outside the top 12 now. So, you know, he's a, you know, he's a uh, tight end that you don't get much. He's only got one touchdown on the year. Uh, he had a big game two weeks ago against Cincinnati, six catches, 129 yards, and then reverted back to his season average of, four catches for only 32 yards. Uh, and like any tight end, without the possibility of a touchdown. And when Colt McCoy is your quarterback, you don't really see a lot of opportunity there. Uh, his most interesting play has got to be his flex play here. J.D. McKissick, who filled in for an injured Antonio Gibson last week, uh, where he didn't get him any of the carries. Peyton Barber got all 16 Got 16 of the 21 carries given to the running backs. He did see 10 receptions. And I don't even know how many targets he has because he's a running back. Man, will give me that stat. 10 catches for 70 yards. So, I mean, uh, you know, that was five points on catches alone, which is huge. Threw in another 70 yards. Only eight yards on five carries, though. So, if they're going to utilize them almost as a, you know, a second wide receiver behind Terry McLaurin, uh, you know, J.D. McKissick's in for good role here uh, against the San Francisco defense. Uh, and in an interesting play, he's doubling down on the Washington team and playing their defense against San Francisco. So, you know, Ross is going to have a lot in that game. On the other side, we got, we got uh, Joe over here. He had the MVP quarterback, Russell Wilson, for the first half of the season. And... You know, it's not it's not looking good since coming off the bye week. He's only had one week of throwing more than or only two weeks of throwing uh, three or more touchdowns, and those are right after the bye. His last five games, last six games, two touchdowns, zero touchdowns, two, one and one. His yards per game have dropped drastically, uh, and he's still throwing the ball in the upper thirties a game. He's just not hitting that home run or not getting it to the right wide receivers. Um, so, you know, Joe's going to need, and he might get it against the jets. He's going to need that Russell Wilson who can put up 40 points at a flick of a wrist. Uh, sticking with that game. you got Chris Carson as Joe's main running back there. Uh, Carson coming off an injury, working his way back in the lineup. They've kind of really, 
slowed down his usage after missing four games, uh, only eight carries and 13 carries, but he's still evolved in the passing game, catching a touchdown last week. So he's got, you know, he's got a decent floor there at the running back. Hopefully he can keep pace with Aaron Jones. Uh, Miles Gaskins, again, another guy coming off an injury, but it didn't seem to bother him as they gave him 21 carries and two receptions last week. Uh, he totaled over 140 yards, uh, did not find the end zone. But again, you got to like the usage there in Miami. Keenan Allen, the wide receiver five on the year, you know, one of Joe's more consistent, most solid players. Uh, Allen has catched five touchdowns in his last six games uh, while accumulating more than 10 targets in all but one of those games too. So Keenan Allen is a, is a guy to watch out for, and he's going to need him because, like I said, on the other side, Calvin Ridley and Stephon Diggs are seeing Keenan Allen-type volumes. Uh, Joey's got Debo Samuels, who just returned from another injury after missing the first three games, coming back, and then missing three more games before their bye, playing, playing two games since then. Uh, hasn't gotten in the end zone but poses a threat. He runs the ball like a running like a running back. He catches the ball even behind the line of scrimmage, so he can make things happen whenever he gets the ball in his hands. Uh, at tight end, this is, might be Joe's – this might be the place where Joe needs to strike here. Uh, Mark Andrews, the tight end five, getting his matchup against Pittsburgh well, – getting his matchup against Cleveland after not playing the last two weeks – he gets a return against the team that he went five for 60 and two touchdowns against in week one uh, where Mark Andrews scored 20 points. So if Joe wants to either keep pace or make some space, it's going to probably need to be in the tight end range. Uh, Cause in his flex, you know, he's got Julio Jones, Julio Jones versus Calvin Ridley pretty much is what's happening here. Uh, Joe's going to want to see, you know, those 10 targets he saw last week. And he's going to see him hopefully go for more than 15 yards to catch. And he's going to want the end zone bad. Uh, Joe's looks like Joe's going to roll with the defense that got him here. Joe's been very stubborn with the number one defense here. Uh, the Pittsburgh Steelers who have just not looked like themselves. Uh, they're still getting their sacks. Don't get me wrong, but you know, no interceptions, no fumbles last week. They got their three sacks. They gave up 23 points. It was just, I don't know if it's since they had, they were forced to take their bye in week four and they're just playing through it and they got to get through, you know, four more games. This defense might, might be uh, watching the wheels fall off on the bench. You know, Joe's got a few other questions, you know, he might want to, maybe flex cream hunt, but you know, that's up to Joe, you know, I'm not here to tell him what to do. I'm just looking at a preview here. Uh, yep. Projections are at 116 for Ross on the dot and 115.9 for Joe. So this is, like I said, the true 50, 50 split. Uh, so this is the game. A lot of people are going to be watching. I know I'm going to be watching it from the other side of the bracket. Um, but you know, that's, that's what I like to see. Some good matchups here. Like I said, oh, I don't I don't think give you gave you a pick for that one. Uh, I'm gonna go with Joey. You know, 
I'm going to give him the home field advantage here being the two seed. Uh, I know Joe doesn't fare well when he's been a top seed and maybe that's why he lost his last game. Um, you know, Joe lost his final game to Nick or to, to Mike in week, week 12, week 13, which, uh, you know, opened the door for me to come in and, you know, take the outright number one position with the most points and the uh, head-to-head win over Joey uh, in the week before, you know, so things will be interesting. They'll be nice. So, like I said, I got the real get at me. I've got the fantasy football team. I've got the team Rob picked and I got Joey fantasy. So, you know, thanks for tuning in guys. I uh, appreciate everybody who's listening and I can't wait to see you guys again next week.